0: Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God centered, God focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So, the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical
1: discipline of reading the Bible.
0: So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion.
1: Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu is a ministry, it's events, and it's a podcast, all focused on building community and fellowship around Jesus and great Jiu-Jitsu. We were birthed from a walking in truth event called Pursuit. Four of us left one of these men's pursuits and the Lord all gave us the same download to create Jesus and Jiu Jitsu. We've started by doing local events in North Texas. We're slowly but surely expanding those events to other markets across the country where we bring in professors and instructors. We learn awesome Jiu Jitsu techniques. We hear a testimony about the gospel We give away free Bibles, we offer prayer, and then we train hard. On top of this, we have a podcast that has really taken off that we have a lot of fun with. Look us up on all platforms. We love Walking in Truth, and we appreciate the affiliation with them and the covering that they give us. Thank you to all the leaders at Walking in Truth, everyone at Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu. Is truly appreciative.
0: 1 Corinthians 5. Immorality rebuked. It is actually reported that there is immorality among you, an immorality of such a kind as does not exist even among the Gentiles that someone has his father's wife. You have become arrogant and have not mourned instead so that the one who had done this deed would be removed from your midst. For I, on my part though absent in body, but present in spirit, have already judged him who has so committed this as though I were present. In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled and I with you in spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, I have decided to deliver to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your boasting is not good, Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new lump, just as you are, in fact, unleavened. For Christ our Passover also has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us celebrate the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote you in my letter not to associate with immoral people. I did not at all mean with the immoral people of this world or with the covetous and swindlers or with idolaters. For them, you would have to go out of the world. But actually, I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is an immoral person or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church, but those who are outside? God judges. Remove the wicked man from among yourselves. One of the most amazing parts of this scripture is something that a lot of people just completely pass over, apparently. But when he's talking about judging at the end of this, he says flat out, do not hang out. Um with the immoral people who are within, who are so-called within your body or within uh, our so-called brother. So you shouldn't be immoral yourself. So we need to make sure that we're not living immorally. In fact, we sitting here saying that I'm there with you in spirit, basically meaning that we are one in this. We agree in this in spirit. We both understand this is bad. And you should not do this. But then he talks personally about the individual and saying that you need to make sure that each little bit of immorality gets cleared up and taken care of. That doesn't happen just because you say oh, I I accept Christ, and then boom, I'm perfect, and totally nothing's wrong. No, he says to continue. You must continue to focus on getting all of the leavening out. So, just as God said, when you enter into the promised land, which I had promised to your forefathers, I will deliver your enemies to you. He's not referring to heaven He's referring to an overcoming Christian life. And there are still enemies. And there still needs to be deliverance from those enemies. So he says, I will deliver your enemies unto you little by little. Same thing here. We are supposed to continue our sanctification and continuing to cleanse ourselves and make things right by getting rid of the bad leavening and replacing it with good And then at the bottom, it goes back to what I started talking about, which is associating yourselves with immoral people. He's saying, of course, I'm not talking about people outside in the world because you'd have to completely remove yourself from the world to do that. And you're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to be in the world, not of the world, but we're not supposed to completely become hermits. We're supposed to be the light on a hill. But if someone claiming to be a brother in Christ or a Christian is living their lives immorally, then we are not supposed to even have dinner with them. We're not supposed to break bread with them. We're not, not necessarily do we kick them out. You know, Jesus still washed Judas's feet. But Judas was not allowed into the inner circle. He was allowed in the group, but not into the inner circle because Jesus knew what he had in his heart was deceit. So we are to judge those people who are within the church claiming to be Christians by the same measure that we are measured by. But we are not to judge those who are outside of the church, who are uh, unbelievers. We are to love everyone, but we're supposed to especially love those who are outside the church to help them to understand the truth that they can come into the body. But if someone is claiming to be walking a life following Christ and they're not living it um, as Jesus did, That is where we're supposed to judge. We're supposed to judge those to make sure not as a lording over them, but as a loving brother and saying, look, you committed to this. Are you really going to live it? So father, thank you for this reminder that we are to be holding each other accountable to your word. And you said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And, um, You've written the commandments on our hearts as followers of Christ. And that that makes it easier for us to live our life within that expectation. And Father, I just pray that if ever there's a time that I step outside of that, You would just make it known. You would show me that I can make it right. Because I do not want to live one moment of my life outside of the righteousness which You clothe me with, that is Jesus Christ. And if I'm doing anything unworthy or... Uh, uncharacteristic of Jesus, then I want to know so I can fix it. Thank you for your guidance and your love and your understanding, and thank you for grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen.